and welcome to Pop Salsa, a geek-centric podcast where we sift through the recent happenings in movies and TV. I am your host, like always, Joel, accompanied by my good buddy, Ernesto. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. It's a little rainy out today. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, for those of us living in uh, the left side of the country, we've been experiencing <laughs> some unusual weather in the last few weeks. Yeah. It's like Silent Did Hill outside. <laughs> to be really? Yeah, it's so foggy, it freaks me out. I'm just not uh, used to it. I love those days. That um, th- There's days where I used to wake up early in the morning mm. and go for a drive. And like you couldn't see five feet in front of you because <laughs> f- it was so foggy. It was awesome. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is has been a changing of the guard a shakeup up at over at disney mm. that's been happening this week which is interesting we could, we're going to talk about that a little bit but first let's start with joker 2 joker 2 or yes, what, what's more, the official title Fol- folie de you or something sure i mean we both took french and <laughs> i don't know why that, where the, that took us yeah i, mean, <laughs> I still think <laughs> the about french that. Because the French were on the rise when we did it, oh. so we, we needed we needed to learn the language. <laughs> the French scare is yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, the French scare. Uh, yeah, it's something for uh, do some I don't know something like that. Mm. Uh, apparently, it's a musical. Let's hope that's not true. <laughs> to the hundred percent that I'm imagining, but there's more. Um, Set photos released from from the Joker two this week, and it shows multiple Jokers. Although the picture only showed two, which was Joaquin Phoenix and some other dude wearing Joker makeup, could have been his stunt double. I don't know. They're they're running it like it was going to be like the running of the Jokers. The running, you know? <laughs> the running of the Jokers, and there's like two. Yeah, there's two. Um, what do you think? Uh, I'm I'm very confused i'm very good conf- because the first movie was well the whole spin was it was all in his head right or that we couldn't yeah. trust him as a narrator or at least the protagonist of the show or the movie but here it's like he's i guess the victim kind of thing like no i don't want more than you know two jokers i guess like I, i'm a little like is it still in his head like I don't, I don't know if they're gonna go with the same spin like i i don't really i, I don't know i was playing with the idea that Joker 2 or seems like the least jokery film because <laughs> they could produce yeah because it seems like the Joker at least to me is he knows what he wants to do right his his path is set he knows what who he is now but here he's kind of still in that line where I don't know it feels like at least at the set photo he's panicking from people that like look like him kind of deal like yeah. so I'm a little weirded out I don't know what's going on yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of speculation because mm-hmm. obviously we haven't seen the film. As, uh, when does it come out? Next year? Yeah, right? yeah I believe so, yeah. yeah. Toward the end of next year. Yeah. So we're still quite a ways to when we actually see the final product. But what I'm thinking is that, you know how at the end of the first one, how it ended, he's essentially like being a hero mm-hmm. to the under the the disenfranchised of, of those of the community. So I'm thinking it's they're going to be a, just a bunch of copycats. Right. Like a bunch of people just dressing up like the Joker. This in the same vein as the mutant gang was following the mutant leader in uh, Batman Re- the Dark Knight Returns. Mm, right, right. So they're so, not going to be mutants. Yeah. 
shame. Oh, that'd be that'd be dope if they are. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta have their pointy nipples and everything. <laughs> Just, that's how we know they're mutants, man. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Yeah. So we we were as funny. We we're actually talking about whether or not we should talk about this before because there really isn't a lot to talk about because of speculation. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're pretty much are now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I wonder. It makes me think of a discount La La Land. Do you know the scene where they're all dancing on the freeway? Yeah. Oh my God, that scene pissed me the fuck off. Yes, <laughs> it, I hear it pisses a lot of people off because it's what unrealistic. No, I'm I'm pissed off because fucking traffic sucks in LA already. The last thing I need is fucking losers p- dancing up on the fucking freeway, <laughs> causing more traffic. Right. <laughs> That's why I'm pissed off. Oh, I see. Okay. Spoken like a true Los Angelian. Yeah. An Angelino. Uh, Angelino. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, that's what it reminds me of. And you mentioned it. I forgot it was going to be musical. So I could totally see them busting musical, you know, singing as they're chasing him. Like, we're going to chase busting you. A move. Yeah. Busting a move or something <laughs> like that. It's, I, I'm still, I'm, I, I'm ready for it to be surprised. It could be a dumpster fire. It couldn't. I don't know. Because I don't know where they're going to take it. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Everything we've seen from the what they've released from the film so far, it seems like it's it's going to be in the same vein as where it's essentially going to pick up where the first one left off. Mm-hmm. You know? So if they, they do end up ta- creating a musical out of this. It's going to be one of the darkest fucking musicals ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, I don't mean to laugh. But just just like the Joker in a musical makes me just like, really? This is weird, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, it's weird, but in a way, it's kind of funny. Yeah, it's Jojo Rabbit funny. Uh, yeah, it's tragically. Yeah, so... Hilarious. It, it'll, probably, it'll probably take a turn where like, you're not supposed to laugh, but people who are awkward, you know, they laugh anyway. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, the the thing that that has me tripping up is like this film, the well, the first one at least. It mm-hmm. it got you know it won uh, Joaquin Phoenix Best Actor Oscar. It, it got all these accolades, critically claim and all that. Mm-hmm. So why do they want to risk losing all of that in the second one by floating the idea of making it a musical? Ah. Uh. That's the conundrum, isn't it? it yeah. It's, you want to kind of align with the same, I guess, structure, the same kind of pacing of the first one as not to, like you said, alienate, then, you know, make it of a weaker standing. But I joke about it being weird, but I also, I'm kind of looking forward to it, to it because it's it's a risk that we haven't really seen a lot, especially with the middle film. You know what I mean? Like, Empire Strikes oh, Back Jesus. was something where they, they wanted to go, like, this is too dark. We have to go back. And that's, what, like, what Return was. Right? So, mm. but that risk, and what Empire is one of the best films of any Star Wars fan. Right? At least, you know, our age Star Wars fan would, say, would consider Empire the best of the original trilogy. So, maybe Joker 2 will be, if there is going to be a trilogy of Jokers. Maybe 2 is just like, wow, this is really off the rails and then the third one, they kind of go back to the safe-ish kind of territory. Yeah. I mean, the the structure exists for whenever there's like a threequel 
a trilogy of films out mm-hmm. there. The second one always ends in like the darkest note. Mm-hmm. Like you look at Empire is a perfect example. They basically lose everything. Luke finds out uh, Darth Vader's his father. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Dark Knight. You know, it's Christopher Nolan's masterpiece. Essentially, it it ends with Batman being blamed for killing Harvey Dent, and, and you know, taking the blame for all the crazy shit that the Joker did. Mm-hmm. You know, so there are films like that structure already exists for for the um, for films that are that are trilogies. Yeah, I I hope they don't make a, a Joker trilogy. <laughs> it's it's gonna like it's gonna happen, man. Like oh you, God, you can already I, I feel not. it. Like even with when the first one came out, we're like, we hope this. How can you make a sequel to this? It's so indie feeling. It's so out of the box feeling, right? The the context matter is you know personal to me, and I you know the story and stuff like that's very subjective, but it's so compared to any superhero film at the time, even DC superhero films, it's so unique. And like, how do, yeah. how do we make a sequel out of that? Like, yo, lo and behold, they they're gonna make a sequel out of it because you know money. Yeah, this is something that uh, the jo- the first Joker took the the more human characteristics that the Joker has, and I'm talking about like somebody who struggles with mental health issues, somebody who's Mm -hmm. down on his luck, somebody Mm -hmm. like the real shit that the majority of the, of uh, I guess humanity, because like really you look at it, like we're, we're here in the United States where we got electricity and power, but like you go over to some shithole country in Africa Mm -hmm. and they're still living like sleeping on dirt floors and stuff like that, you know? So, You take that and just bring it, you know, you get rid of all the laughing gas and all the wacky laughing and all that crazy shit that, that comes with the Joker. Just show the more fucked up human shit that people can connect that and bring that to the screen. Yeah. If you turn them into a song and dance, man, then you're going to lose all of that. Yeah, I... I... I'm down. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't no, because it's I, I, it's weird as no. I, I see where you're coming from, right? Yeah, I, I, it, yeah. It's gonna. It's such a divergence from who the Joker is that it, mm-hmm. I I I personally don't know how to feel about it. Like I'm down for it, but I'm also like, oh, I don't know how. I can't fathom. Right? I don't imagine a Batman or at least a Batman esque kind of character, you know, going in a song. And, and like I'm gonna kill you <laughs> or something like or like you're gonna be mine as I torture you know torture Harley Quinn until she you know becomes not well Doctor Harley Quinzel becomes Harley Quinn kind of deal because like that's eventually gonna happen so it's like the context matter it, it is a weird precipice and it, it's we'll see how that goes yeah that's the, that well that's the only option we we have at this point because like we we just talked ten minutes about it and everything we. We talked about complete. Most likely, is going to be complete bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's where we're at. I do have a question for you. Yes. So how do you do? You feel that they will integrate like a Batman character into this, or at least some sort of anti, or well, I guess antagonist to this protagonist? Like, how is it going to be without? losing that kind of indie feel to it because we did see that at the end of the first one right we see bruce wayne's origin to some extent so how is that going to factor in to this film where the protagonist is not really a good person i think that they're i look i 
what the the reason why I thoroughly love the first Joker is that even though the movie was Joker, mm. it it had nothing to do with Batman. It had nothing. It, it, even to some extent, it had nothing to do with the Joker. Mm. You know, it was jo- Joker in name only, and having those characters at the end just as like what I thought would have been a throwaway because we all went into this movie to some with some understanding thinking it's going to be a one off. Mm-hmm. But it made a billion dollars, so here we go again. Right. <laughs> so what I'm thinking is that, and I fucking hate that I'm gonna say this, but because like today in today's age, the mm-hmm. rich white privileged male is like the villain of every story, mm. so they're gonna lean into that as you know, uh, Bruce Wayne just lost his parents, so he's gonna compl- turn into a complete in- entitled asshole. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's how they incorporate Bruce Wayne and they're just going to lean into that heavy. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I feel they will lean into the Bruce Wayne where he's the philanthropist kind of playboy. We don't really see that a lot because that mm-hmm. that's the facade, right? Batman is the real identity and yeah. Bruce Wayne. So I, I could see how they could lean on him like, oh, Bruce Wayne's buying this, buying that, you know, wasting all his money on wine and dying and women and stuff like that. But in the behind the scenes, he's a vigilante. But we know that mm. because that's that's who we know from Batman. So I could see them kind of pursuing that side where we see Batman's, you know, he's wrecking havoc on Gotham and it would be better just to help fund Gotham rather than become a vigilante. You know, it, it's better to fund mental illness and stuff than literally <laughs> beat up on people and then not do anything about it because he can get away with it. I, I've, yeah. I've seen that spin before where Batman is wasting more money fighting and buying, you know, extravagant gadgets and he could have just literally fixed everything <laughs> all around, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I guess if you want to look at it logically, then sure. Because <laughs> it's I mean, going to be a logical kind of film, I feel. You're not going to have that comic bookie in where you have a guy with a freeze gun, someone who can control plants, someone who gets roided up and doesn't explode. You know, you have those instances, but it's going to be a little bit more damning to, more realistic to Batman. I don't like it. I, I want <laughs> Batman beating up the criminally insane. I want the criminally insane being released. <laughs> And I want Batman beating them up again. That's what I want. Yeah, yeah. I see a lot of people are gonna want that, but from what the, we've seen, the Joker, it's it's probably gonna, you know, Bruce Wayne knocked up some chick, and you know, oh my God, you know, oh no, not Bruce Wayne. Sorry, Thomas. Remember, wasn't that in the first Thomas one? Wayne. Yeah, Thomas Wayne, uh, like had an affair or something. Yeah, right. Like that's already too much. Where we we thought Thomas was just the surgeon who fixed people or helped people, right? And then he didn't care who it was. He would heal you. But in the Jokerverse, it's way more darker and way more complicated. Yeah, he was, Thomas Wynn was definitely more dickish in, uh, represented in the Joker than in any other uh, iterations we've seen Thomas Wayne. Yeah. Yeah, it's it feels like this film, or at least the Joker Two, is gonna be the least. Now that I think about it, it's the least comic book films ever. Like you said, you can literally take it with another character, and it'll fit just the same. But Joker Two, I, I feel they have to talk about you know the Bruce Wayne persona, wasting his money where he could be funding more important you know institutions than hey let me yeah. build this tank. 
to beat up the people well, and put them in jail and do nothing about the whole foundation of it and the, but, the systemic issues with it. But do we know if there's going to be a time jump for Joker 2? Because at the end of mm-hmm. the Joker, Joker 1, you know, Bruce Wayne was 9, 10, mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. So if, if you're saying that he's going to devote his, his, his life to fighting crime, is he going to start at 10, <laughs> 11? <laughs> we, I don't know. I mean, we, we do know that he's there in Arkham for a while. So maybe he's there for, he'll do like a, a play with time. He's there longer than you see. He's there for five years, maybe, or something, or there for like three years, and then he gets out, and the whole world is copying him. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Gotham looks yeah. cleaner than I remember in Joker. Because the whole, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, there's there's not as much you know grime and stuff like that. So I don't know. You're you're absolutely right. It's something where the Joker could be a youngin. I mean, not a youngin. Uh, the Batman could be a youngin, or he could just be like you said, the rich kid just tossing his money around and stuff like that and that's the persona he wants us to see yeah yeah all right so moving on because we did almost 20 minutes on that <laughs> i was thinking barely five but anyways uh a lot of has been going on in disney as i mentioned before uh bob we, we remember bob Iger came back in and replaced the other guy i don't remember his name well i think bob Chappick. Seen- bob Chappick. Chappick. they're go. both bob which is funny enough Okay. Yeah, the Bobs. <laughs> Bobs, yeah. <laughs> one Bob replaced the other Bob. So, it's like Highlander. And, yes, there can only be one. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Bob Iger seems to be in a, you know, changing of the guard. Let's erase the memory of my predecessor as best as I possibly can. <laughs> yeah. And there has been some sh- some. Sp- Significant shakeups over at, especially under Lucasfilm, mm. and it seems to be uh, some more sh- eh, shakeups, but n- new faces coming to the MCU in future movies. Yeah. So we saw that already. That um, Patty Jenkins' Rogue One Star Wars film was going to be postponed, but now that has officially been shelved. So it's pretty much dead. Yeah, pretty much and sad. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate because Rogue Rogue Squadron is. I, pl- I used to play the game on um, sixty four way back in the way back, and this is was this was before I really had a, a concept of you know games having storylines and stuff like that. So <laughs> I would just fly around in X wing and eventually just crash into the side of the mountain because I'd get bored. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> but it it did seem like an interesting concept to bring to a motion picture yeah you know my mind is crashing Rogue. into the mountain yeah obviously <laughs> obviously yeah uh <laughs> bringing the rogue squad it wasn't going to be exactly like copy and paste from the video game mm. but it was you know rogue squadron the name and having you know something that i always thought was one of my my favorite parts of star wars which was when they were doing like essentially dog fights yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> Yeah, for those of you who don't know, dogfighting is a term that was, I guess, coined in the during the Second World War, right? Because in the First War, they had biplanes. I don't know. Could you do dogfighting in bi- biplanes? Maybe. I'm not World War One bro, the, but I feel like the, you can. The, the slowest. Yeah, this is the slowest. Ever. <laughs> you know, right? Like I keep chasing him, and he. I, I think you do, right? They, that's that's why Maybe, they call yeah. it dogfighting. They're chasing their tail, kind of. 
yeah. and just go in circles. That feels slow to me, like you said. It, yeah, it feels like it, they. You have to have a dogfight. Your plane, airplane, has to do at least two hundred miles an hour. Right. <laughs> it, if you need the help of a wind of wind to to, to fly around, I don't think that should like be considered dogfighting. As I'm sitting here just shitting on the memory of all the pilots who died in World War One. No, but yeah, it's 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 when there's two pilots, uh, they're you know obviously fighting and trying to uh, knock each other out of the, out of the air. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that concept, you know, bringing it to Star Wars was holy shit, amazing. And having Patty Jenkins direct, who you know, Patty Jenkins obviously in charge of Warner, um, not Warner Brothers, um, Wonder Woman over at Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. We know she could do good stuff. Yeah. So having that movie shelved is kind of a bummer for sure. Yeah, and she what she, she said she comes from a family of people who are in the Air Force as well. So she kind yeah. of lives in that bubble, you know, that kind of attention to detail, that Top Gun Maverick kind of way where you need to pick these dogfights in Star Wars and you kind of bring it into from the real world. And just like so I'm, I could just imagine all the stories she's heard. I, th- I think her father was in the Air Force or. Yeah. Yeah. So like just the stories she heard and she could have translated that, you know what I mean? And it's yeah, it is. It's it sucks. Yeah, another one that was uh, Kevin Feige was supposed to be producing, executive producing another Star Wars film, mm-hmm. but that also seems to be dead in the water. Right, because he's focusing on Marvel stuff. Yeah, um, it would have been interesting, you know, have somebody who over at Marvel has been doing, you know, fantastic work mm-hmm. clearly for the past sixteen years. Or so, right? Something like that. Yeah, Is it eight. Uh, I, I want to say twenty-ish, uh, maybe. <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Twenty-eight. Was it twenty years? Damn, 20, right. Yeah. Yeah. because no, it was two thousand eight. Was Iron Man? So it'd be twenty twenty-eight. Would be the twenty. All right. Years. Soon. No, I'm just kidding. soon. Yeah, soon. <laughs> <laughs> Closer to to eight years than not. To twenty years than not. Um. So it was all interesting, and then obviously the speculation started. It was he was he going to replace Kathleen Kennedy because. Everything at Lucasfilm has been a complete dumpster fire, mm-hmm. you know. So that's also kind of a bummer, knowing that you have somebody across the aisle who has a, you know, a great track record in achieving an overarching story that connects multiple uh, characters together and bring them all together, and then having him ha- take the reins of a Star Wars production would have been fantastic to see. Okay, see, here's my uh, my. Um I guess unpopular opinion. I, okay. I, I think I'm fine with Kevin Feige not taking over Star Wars. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> like lightning just struck my house right now. Like I heard it yeah. outside. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's because with Marvel, it's highly commercialized. Right? Like super. Like every Wait, TV Star show. Wars is it? Well, I, no. Okay, here, well, let me finish. Let me finish. Uh, like in, in terms of video games and like. In terms of like TV shows, like Hawkeye, you know, uh, Hawkeye and Captain America and Winter Soldier, like all those are all intertwined within this huge bubble of Marvel. Like you have to watch these shows to make sense with other things. You have to watch this thing to watch this thing. You know, what I mean, you have to read the comic to understand who Modok is or something like that. I don't see really that with Star Wars. I, like I see Star Wars being its kind of standalone thing. Like I watch New Hope. I don't have to read a comic 
back then about what New Hope means or watch a TV <laughs> show about like, you know, those uh, like Bubble Fett or something like that, which you do, we do have now. See, it's, it's starting mm-hmm. to become that line, but I don't think, I don't feel like, I feel like a Star Wars film should not rely on, you know, TV shows to hold its narrative up. No, definitely. Like Star Wars um, is and, and something that I feel like should always remain a standalone in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Star Wars for me is the film, the movie. Go to a movie, watch it. It's an experience. Everything makes up that Star Wars experience. Yeah. Mandalorian is awesome. I'm not like I'm not going to shit on it and obviously not say that that isn't part of Star Wars. But to me, it is like the in essence filler. Mm-hmm. To keep me like keep that appetite wet, keep my beak wet with Star Wars material. Yeah, it's like a side story. Like same with Boba Fett, kind of to some extent. Like there are yeah. even Skeleton Crew, Ahsoka down the line. You, they're their own stories in another part of the galaxy. And mm-hmm. I feel Kevin Feige specializes in intertwining all of those. But mm-hmm. I don't want it to be like, hey, here's episode. Uh, what is it? Three, six, nine, like eleven or twelve. Like, don't forget to watch the Ahsoka TV show to know what happens. Like, why Ahsoka's here, or like to get an extra feeling of, of, of fulfillment because you watch the, you know, read the comic or read the TV or watch the TV show or listen to the audiobook or something like that. Like Kevin Feige does a good job intertwining those universes together. But for Star Wars, like you said, I kind of just want to watch a Star Wars and let it be its self-contained story and not have to rely on other mediums to make it even more fulfilling. I want it to be its own fulfilling thing. Yeah, I, I agree with you to some extent where that, <laughs> that yeah. should be um, the way it is. But like what I'm, the way I was approaching this story mm-hmm. or the, the whole Kevin Feige thing is like if he has the ability to make a a pretty decent story overarching 15 you know years of movies... Oh, a two hour, two and a half hour movie should be a piece of cake for him. Yeah, definitely. To make making a concise, great Star Wars film. Yeah, don't touch anything else. Just do this one. Exactly. Well, how, how about? <laughs> well, see, Kevin Feige. How about uh, Dave Filoni? Uh, is, is he, I mean, no, not Dave Filoni. Who's the one who directed uh, Iron Man? I'm, I'm, I'm um, blanking on the name. John Favreau. Yeah, John Favreau. Won't John Favreau direct a Star Wars film? Why not? Yeah. Perfect, perfect fucking question. Why not? Come on. He's somebody who essentially resurrected two dying franchises. Right. Because before the MCU started, Marvel was really struggling. Mm-hmm. And uh, fucking Jean Favreau came in and said, you know what? I want to put RDJ in this suit. Right. And everybody's like, uh, are you sure? He's like, yes. All right, let's run with it. And made... How many fucking billions of dollars has the MCU made for Disney? Right. Yeah. So, because uh, Kevin Feige feels like he's a good uh, a person to give people tasks. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's what he, he's What's going with dele- here. Delegate? Is yeah, he delegator. Delegator? Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's a good delegator. Same with like Kathleen Kennedy. She could delegate whoever, and then that's the creative juices flow. Uh, but oh, why not okay, have. Well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> good delegator with Kathleen Kennedy. Come on. Oh, I mean, you. you yeah, the sequel trilogy, sure, but The Mandalorian, I mean, she kind of yeah, but, did that too. Yeah, but that also feels like an and like the Mandalorian the Mandalorian came out like what I feel like is a response to the 
overwhelming overwhelming negativity of um, Last Jedi and Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let's just throw whatever sticks on the wall and first some fucking miracle she decided to hire See, the correct people to do it the, I mean, you, you can't deny that she hired them same with andor same oh. with obi-wan you know same with all these other shows that are happening it's like uh we we see the faults more than the positives than anything like there are hiccups i mean kevin feige is at hiccups have you seen thor 2 or Iron Black Man Panther, three, Black or, Panther two. Yeah, yeah, it's like there are hiccups in Ms. the system Marvel. as well. But we tend to see Iron Man and all the villains he mm. raked in, but we don't see all the other hiccups that we've seen down the line. So it's a uh, but like I, sequel I trilogy. Like I, I give you, yeah, and definitely the but, Mandalorian. But but I feel like Kevin Feige has a better track record, a better hit and miss record than <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, I mean, three movies, right? Three movies. And then you have Mandalorian, Andor, Ahsoka, the animated stuff. Like, there's a lot more stuff that she's worked on as well. Mm. Yeah, That's delegators, true. good delegators. Delega- yeah. yeah, I mean, well, that was like the one of the big speculations of when they announced that Kevin Feige was attached to Star Wars film was that maybe you know the higher ups in um, at Disney were going to come to their senses and finally replace Kathleen Kennedy. Mm-hmm. So is that the one where they extended it instead? <laughs> Yeah, is that, I think so. that then the like one? a couple weeks later, like, oh, she's on for more movies. Yeah, for more years. see, it, it's uh, when it comes to the executives, it's it's all about the money. And even though the sequel trilogy, the fans is like the worst, mm-hmm. it, it raked in the the money. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, they kind of like they they kind of give old George the shaft because they stop selling or they kind of try to reduce selling uh, merchandise from the old Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is fucked up yeah yeah like pay your pay them godfather is due yeah but for yeah kevin feige it's I, I could see the pros and cons with it when it comes to making a star wars stuff a star wars trilogy right was it a film or is it going to be a trilogy uh, the, the way shit goes in hollywood <laughs> is it was, they're going to give him one movie and after it crossed the billion dollar mark they're going to give him four more movies. it's like all right we'll give you the more yeah. give you more <laughs> What about um good old Ruin Johnson? Mm. He's uh mm. still, you know, running his mouth talking about how he wants to direct the the trilogy that was announced prior to the disastrous uh Last Jedi. You know what? Just just leave him. Let's let him do it. <laughs> because another blasphemy (laughs) i mean no it's just like by all Uh, intents and purposes he's a really good director right like looper is one of my favorite fucking movies of all time Mm. that concept and then the what's up the the glass onion Mm -hmm. what's it called the glass onion knives out knives out the knives out yeah knives out franchise that he's been doing have been you know critically and and fan acclaimed like throughout i just I, on principle, do not want to watch those films because he ruined Star Wars. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, God, it's such... I'm trying not to go on tangents. <laughs> no, go for it. No, on, we got time. No, I'll hold it. In. But uh, long story short, yeah, Ryan Johnson, I, I would like to see him do his own thing. Like he, Like you said... I'm past that phase now, Joel. We have to grow. You're past that. No, to- never. <laughs> never grow. We hold on to grudges. <laughs> We're like Kratos. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on to the hate. 
Um, or like Nixon, we have a shit list. <laughs> Nixon. An enemies list. <laughs> Johnson's on the top. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, no, I'm I'm right down there. Like, he definitely can make his... See, that's the issue w- w- when you have someone, like, who's such an artur when it comes to his films, do something that falls up someone else's work. Like, that. Who's mm-hmm. like that's what uh, Kathleen Kennedy, like, really? Like, don't... You've seen his work. He works better on making his own franchises. You know what I mean? So, yeah. it's like, there's already an issue in that. Uh, but if you want to make his own thing, sure. I mean, could you imagine a mystery star wars kind of film no or like or something like looper where it's not time travel per se but something that we we see an avenue in star wars that we don't usually see maybe the imperial side or something that's along the lines of like saving private ryan when it comes to you know with combat or something visually different because that's what johnson does is make something that's different than everything else he doesn't like doing you know following the homework of the person before him (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean i'm still hopeful for a live action knights of the old republic yeah take. yeah i i i like obviously i kid I, I talk shit about um ryan johnson and everything but like i feel like he is a really solid director when it comes to original content exactly yeah so you have something in the sense of I'm not saying give him or have him do um, Knights of the Old Republic, but with something that's essentially in its own league mm-hmm. to be able to to borrow and adapt. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're you have this you know phenomenal that was the video game fucking twenty years ago. Because <laughs> at this point, god damn, we're old. <laughs> and um, so have him, you know, take the name. Follow some of the similar characteristics. Use some of the similar characters, but make it new. Yeah, hell, I'll love him to just just have control of Knights of the Old Republic. Because in in the Last Jedi, he he wanted it's such a bad to, like even on him. Like really, you're gonna have mm-hmm. another character that has nothing really to do anything else. But like he can he can have that from day one. Make your own character. Make his own narrative arc in Knights of the Old Republic. Like. I could definitely see him having a long where you have these well, these Pada ones and they want to be Jedi and stuff like that. And, you know, one becomes a dark sider and like leaves and now becomes a journey. across. You know, like something like that that we don't really see a lot of something that's it's called Star Wars, but it's very condensed. You know, like that's yeah. like Looper. We, we see the journey of both sides. The good, there was it, the Rainmaker, who essentially unites the world under like an iron fist. And then and then Bruce Willis's character who wants to kill him because, you know, he killed the wife because he did something mm. in the past. You know, so, something crazy like that in Star yeah. Wars narratively would be would be great. In Knights of the Old Republic, like you said, it would be a cool way to introduce new things that are adjacent to the, the main star wars films yeah 100 percent. and hopefully like we get to it uh, them shelving uh patty jenkins and kevin feige's film doesn't uh you know give fill us with confidence yeah uh but it, this is the movie interest in industry man like shit gets announced shit gets canceled Right. shit comes out of the blue right right absolutely <laughs> but but doesn't doesn't it seem like um kathleen kennedy has a big hard on for ryan johnson uh yeah i like I no matter what she's like, gonna back him yeah I, I do feel like uh 
he well, she entrusted him with I, I want to say he entrusted him maybe there's some sort of back like you no know, back room talk and stuff like that but you mm-hmm. trust him like the, the middle couch <laughs> no I uh, wasn't but uh now I lost my train of thought <laughs> oh wow I just teleported to you to a dark place <laughs> mentally mentally <laughs> Oh, um, I, 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 I don't know. That's a good point. Is it because she's giving him a lot of like leeway, or is mm-hmm. maybe he's a good collaborator? You know, he, he, we've have those directors like Taika Waititi, who has a mm-hmm. ton of friends. You know, <laughs> he just like suddenly has all these people who could work with him or help him work with that. Yeah, I mean, speaking of Taika, he's also like interested because like they had mm-hmm. also announced that he was going to take over a Star Wars film potential trilogy and that also feels seems like it's getting shelved but he's pushing more towards he wants to star in a star wars film mm, so we're gonna see that's K- his thing korg and star is kidding i was thinking hitler, hitler. But. <laughs> a, a hitler korg yeah <laughs> oh, well that's his name right korg from uh from yeah the thors right the rock rock the, the rock man yeah rock yeah <laughs> yeah right okay korg yeah, well, yeah, dude, I would love, I would love to see a Taika with TD. But then, would it be a comedy-heavy kind of Star Wars though, or like a Jojo Rabbit, where like suddenly, you know, someone dies, <laughs> just hits the brakes and throws it into reverse as quickly as you can. <laughs> um, see, that's the thing is like he's primarily known as being a comedic director and actor, right? Mm-hmm. But like that, that trope of comedians or people who are generally like funny have the potential of being like some of the darker people around oh so, yeah absolutely like you look at um oh, fuck. Like, oh mark maron mm. mark maron a comedian but he was in the joker obviously he didn't he didn't play like a star role or anything but like he showed his acting range right which is cool and then he's been in other things where he showed um he showed up in um fucking the reservation dogs. Right, right. I forgot season, about that. Season two or three, uh, which what, whatever fucking season they're on. The latest <laughs> one, he showed up and I was like, "Oh, hey, look, it's him." Yeah, and it, he he did a, a fantastic job. So th- that possibility is out there. Yeah, that you know, Taika Waititi being a comedic or generally known for being a comedic actor, director, producer, that he could tap into something dark. Yeah, like even Bill Burr. Right, Bill Burr. Yeah, Bill Burr. Yeah, Bill Burr was in The Mandalorian. And, like, his storyline is is not, like, really dark, but relatively dark. You know, his whole squad Mm -hmm. was massacred on this planet. And then he he met the commander who ordered that. And he and he just freaking shoots him in the in the canteen of spoilers, yeah. <laughs> uh, for I guess revenge. Mandalorian. Yeah, for revenge. So that that's really dark, in, even comparing to Star Wars. So I mm-hmm. I would love to see that <laughs> the, with Taika Waititi taking the you know a a role in in that. Yeah, I would like to see him play a villain. Yeah, well, yeah, I would. Would it be too funny yeah. of a villain, or would it be kind of those villains? Because we—he's a villain in Ready Player One, right? No, not Ready Player One. New guy, right? With, new guy. Yeah, new guy with uh, that one. that's like a video game, and he's like an NPC character. I think he's the main baddie in that one, and what? he's kind of—I I, I, just I, open up the old Google machine. <laughs> new guy. Yeah, uh, with um, the movie. Yeah, the movie. Who's Deadpool? God, I'm blanking on the names today. Ryan. Ryan. Johnson. R- Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds Ryan in it. Johnson. 
Um, I believe he's the bad guy. But oh, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on Netflix, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I believe so. But he plays this kind of eccentric. Free guy. Villi- oh, free guy. Thank you. Free guy. Yeah, what I free say? guy. I said new guy. New guy. All right, free guy. Yeah, that guy. So I did not see that movie, but yeah, yes, he's in it. Yeah, he's in it. And he plays kind of this, this like stra- not extravagant, but you know, this, this, uh, he's very over the top villain, like, ha ha ha, now I'm going to kill you kind of thing. Like, how, how do you see him in Star Wars playing like that kind of villain or more of a no, serious? No, no, more of a serious. More yeah, serious? I'm thinking more in the same light, light as, um, Young Carlos Pazito, his Mandalorian oh, character. Oh, like yeah. Moff Gideon? Dark. Yeah, Moff Gideon. There you go. Darth and dark and fucking sinister. Like, honestly, his character mm-hmm. was one of the last times in a, in a long time where I felt like, oh, shit. Shit's about to hit the fan in the <laughs> Star Wars universe. Yeah, since, since like, Vader or something like that, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's. I remember seeing him at LA Comic Con. Like, even when he's saying hello, it sounds like a threat. You know, like when he's like, oh, "I love all you people." I was like, "God, are you threatening us? Like, what's going? What's gonna happen right now?" <laughs> yeah, that that dude is. Like, I remember I saw him show up in the um, Far Cry Six trailer. <laughs> right. And like it, the trailer is like he's taking care of a boy of this young child, and then it turns out like he killed his whole family and shit like that, or something crazy. Mm. So it's like holy shit. Yeah, yeah. So I'd love to see a Taika in that role, like you said. Yeah, we have. Um, there was announced that uh, was it? Oh, fuck, Daredevil New Sun or what's it called? Oh, uh, oh, Live Again. What is it? Live Again. There you go. Oh, no, it's not that. Uh, born Again. Uh, but- Right, born, born again, is close born enough. Again? <laughs> Live again. <Born laughs> again. I love titles. <laughs> That uh, and it was Charlie Cox returning to um, to play the Daredevil character in Disney Plus's reboot. Yeah, like a soft reboot kind of thing. Soft reboot yeah. of the Netflix uh, Daredevil uh, show, mm. and it was announced this week that John Barenthal is going to return as the Punisher. Woo! Yeah, yeah, right there with you. Has he become the best Punisher? Punisher? To me, he is. Like I, I'm yeah, sure, right. I'm sure other people are gonna say uh, I forget the previous Punisher name. I'm I'm really bad at names today. But the one who was in the movies before. Well, there was two. There right. was uh, uh, not, Thomas Jane not, who played the first Thomas one. Thomas Jane, not not um, working. What's his name? <laughs> are uh, you are you thinking of uh, Drago? I forgot that actor's name um, from Rocky. It wasn't 4? Drago, was it? No, I think wasn't he a Punisher as well? Oh yeah, this was about, like in the nineties. Oh, okay. uh, Duff Lundgren. D- Duff Lundgren. Yeah, thank you. The Punisher Warzone 28. Let's see who played him in this. Yeah, he, Ray Stevenson. Ray Stevenson, yeah. Um, they, they think the first one is the best one because he looks like the Punisher kind of deal. But Yeah, John I, I, lo- I really enjoyed um, the first Punisher. Well, the first-ish Punisher. Well, the one with Thomas Jane. That's yeah, the one Thomas Jane. Right, right. Thomas Jane yeah. is like the, is considered the best Punisher. To to I feel like to the majority of people who are Punisher fans, but yeah. John Barenthal man and like I sometimes rewatch scenes where he's just like threatening people and it's like Jesus dude it's so freaking awesome. Oh. Do you remember that um the parody that uh, Adi Shankar did the Dirty Laundry right right with Thomas Jane just, right yeah with Thomas Jane right. returns as like you know Punisher not Punisher because mm. you can't the 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 legalese of everything but he just fucks people up with the Jack Daniels bottle. Yeah. 
<laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so John Barenthal, awesome. I, he's a fantastic actor. I love them in Fury. I love them in almost anything I've seen him. He was awesome in uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. He see he's really. Oh, he's in that one. Jeez, yeah. I haven't. Oh, jeez. Is he like threatening? <laughs> I feel like every no, role no, he's no. a he's a threatening guy. Yeah, he he does have the tendency to have that um, personality with him because I think he's very intense. Yeah. Like I saw um, an interview with him and recently, and he was very like no no nonsense, no bullshit. I'm not saying that he's like that 100 percent of the time because like I'm sure he cracks a joke here and there, but he really seems like he's somebody who knows what he wants and how to get it. Yeah, he's very straightforward with his uh, his acting, for sure. Yeah, and uh, the yeah, I, I'm excited. I do you think they're gonna? I I really know they won't. But what to what extent do you think they'll have violence in terms of from coming from the Netflix shows? Okay, yeah. So I don't think that they're going to follow the letter of the T to show how fucking violent, like you know, the the old Netflix uh, TV shows were, mm-hmm. because obviously being on Disney, like they had. A bunch of flack thrown at them because they released um, Deadpool and Logan on the platform. Right. Now you could imagine something that inherently a character that just brings violence and guts and viscera and murder and you know his name is the Punisher. Come on, what do you, what do you expect <laughs> is going to happen? He's not going to babysit anyone, right? He's yeah. not. He's not the babysitter. Yeah, it's not the pacifier. <laughs> or the pacifier. <laughs> right. It's not fair godmother, or was it? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I hope they have they find a nice balance because I feel Disney is at a precipice or at least a crossroads where you have these characters like Deadpool 3 is going to be rated R and it's going to be a Disney property. Mm-hmm. So you, you're going to have to do justice to these characters and not make it like a funny little like let's cut away as you know, the Punisher slits someone's throat. Right? It's something where they have to find a middle ground to it. See, but like even finding a middle middle ground, you're compromising to some extent the the authenticity of the character. Mm-hmm. You know, so like even even if they do find a a happy medium where, you know, he shoots somebody but you see no blood, or like you said, they cut away when he decides to slice the, this character, the, the the person he's beating up's neck open or something. That's still compromising. Like I feel like mm-hmm. there are these characters who. You know, they're comic book characters, and generally comic book characters are catered for kids, but there are clearly some that aren't. Yeah. Deadpool, Punisher being, you know, some of the the, the up there atop. Yeah, <laughs> in terms of like, <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I, well, I suppose when I mean a fine line, I don't want it to be over the top kind of deal. Because like, especially when it comes to the Netflix show, like, he beats someone to death and scrapes his face on glass. And that's cool, mm. right? Because he's the Punisher and he's punishing him. And, you know, you get that revenge kind of adrenaline rush. You're like, freaking kill Billy. Like, kill him right now. And like, all that stuff. Uh, but at some point, especially when it comes to U.S. who are super desensitized, it becomes, like, over the top for me. Like, I, I like to see the Punisher punished in a way that is not a 80s slasher flick. Where he slices someone's throat and there's like a mountain of of blood, or at least not a mountain of blood, a uh, you know a gushing geyser of blood, you know, and stuff like that. That's what makes it fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For the you remember that? You remember that old uh, interview that uh, Tarantino did on on screen, where mm-hmm. some some lady got her fucking panties in a bunch and was complaining that 
his films were too violent. Mm-hmm. And she was like on on live TV, I think it was. She was like, "Why do you have to make them so violent?" And then Tarantino's like, "Because they're fun, okay." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sure it's fun. No, yeah. like blowing stuff up as well with Michael Bay. Like I'm pretty sure that that's that's fun as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I, I there when the me- yeah there has to be a medium in terms of they have to show some sort of violence. I don't like I don't really care much for it to being over the top violence. You know, people's heads exploding kind of thing. Like just just show the deed and just move on from it. Don't like fantasize about it. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely going to be a Disneyfication of it. Mm-hmm. You know, but I feel like to have a a truer representation of what these characters, especially the Punisher, is, mm-hmm. especially Deadpool. Like you have to have like there's a reason why they call him the Merc with the mouth, right? He's a mercenary. He kills people, but he's also a smart mouth. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see where that goes with it being rated R. So yeah. like that, I feel that Deadpool three will be anything that will set the bar on how the show is going to be at least. Uh, the next Daredevil Born Again. Yeah, because that's the that's the first um, MCU film that's going to be rated R, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be interesting. And I wasn't all that happy when they re-released uh, Deadpool 1 and 2, like a edited PG-13 version. Is it really? Yeah. There was. I, th- I know for a fact they did it for the first one. I don't remember if they did it for the second one, but for sure. Hmm. They did it for the first one. I was like, this kind of defeats the purpose of it. Like, I get you want, you know, that the money from the 13 year olds, but like it's a DVD <laughs> now. Maybe that's the line. Like, what if they have it's two a- versions? <laughs> Simultaneously filming two movies. Exactly. Exactly. No, you edit in like here. Here's the PG where there's a gunshot and it doesn't really have blood splatter. And then there's the real R version where there's that gory f- you know, go everywhere. Someone's leg gets blown off, and there's you know guts and, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> um, here's extra shots I, well, that we took. They kind of did that with the um, Batman vs Superman. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen the director's cut or the Ultimate Edition. I think it was mm-hmm. where um, there were some scenes where you know, especially in the warehouse scene when Batman's doing his Batman thing, and in the original one, there's no blood in that scene, mm-hmm. but in the Ultimate version, there's there's blood. Is that the one where it's like it splashes the camera, like something from SeaWorld? Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Or is it just like, yeah, I remember thinking that's just funny because it's like out mm. of there. <laughs> like it splutters a bit like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I see. Hmm. So we also have, it was announced a while ago, right? Towards the end of last year, Hugh Jackman coming back to play Wolverine. Yeah. And uh, there's always a human interest story. No, I guess that's not the right word. But they always talk about what an actor does to prepare for a role. Mm. And Hugh Jackman being known for being a you know relatively in shape, good looking guy, they 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 talk to him about what his caloric intake is and he, he says he's eating about 8,000 calories 8, a day. 8,000? Jesus. I yeah. I could barely eat a 2,000. Like, like I'm dieting and I could barely eat that much. How? God. Yeah, it's 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 an insane amount because like if we think 
if we were to eat 8,000 calories a day, we'd probably be dead within the month. Yeah. <laughs> Given our lifestyles, yes. Yeah. A month. Exactly. Like, Hell no. Like yeah. a week or something. The one thing that the article didn't fail to notice or to talk about was his workout routine. Hmm. Like how how much time he actually spends in the gym, how much, or they might have. I might have not got into that point, but we would like because we know this is like as nutrition science, right? You you cal- calories are the amount of, of energy you intake, and how depending on how much calories you burn throughout the day, you're either left with a deficit or a uh, deficit or a you a surplus. There you go, deficit oh, okay. or surplus. Oh, cool. So. I was in the article had mentioned that he was doing uh, Broadway towards the end of the year and he was burning up to 1500 calories an episode uh, a day. Right. Eight, eight, eight times uh, a week. Okay. So to, and then to build bulk up, he has to obviously like the, the amount of protein, the amount of uh, cal- calories he ingests that all, you know, it factors in. So how many calories is he actually burning? Compared to how many calories he's actually eating, that's what I would like to know. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah i I feel I'm, I'm I feel bored thinking about him eating. You know, it's like just <laughs> eating just to for a deficit or for a number, and it sounds mm-hmm. like the most boring thing ever. Oh, uh, it's a science, and it's terrible. Yeah, it it really takes out the magic. It makes me yeah. want to eat a bag of chips right now just to eat. A- yeah, the one thing that did kind of like. I was like, hmm, was that he mentioned that he's never done, you know, quote unquote steroids. Mm. And I kind of ha- find that very hard to believe. Really? I yeah. Mean, I feel like he looks naturally, natural at least, I don't know, uh, to most people that I've like, seen. Gra- granted, he isn't like bulking up the way Chris Hemsworth or Chris Evans did to play their per- particular superhero roles. Uh-huh. He is more on like the leaner shredded version yeah yeah but as your body gets older your ability to produce your hormones which is basically what controls everything that goes on in your body Mm -hmm. it that diminishes and one of the big ones that that i think after like 30 you're basically like a a slug that (laughs) your your body stops making uh, producing as much testosterone and that's the key you know, hormone that you're you need to be able to look like that. So, I I don't a hundred percent believe that he's not not juicing. Maybe, does he maybe take other? Is there supplements for instead of steroids? Like you, you mentioned hormone and stuff like that, and testosterone. Is is that a a plausible kind of workaround where he takes testosterone instead of steroids? Well, that's that's the thing. Or we think of or steroids as. Is there, is that that's yeah true? that that is you know you would consider if you're doping you're doing something that isn't natural oh okay so like you're if you're if you're you're taking testosterone to supplement the the top the testosterone uh that your body naturally produces you're mm-hmm. juicing mm-hmm. you know it's a natural uh hormone that produce that's produced in your body but as we get older the the ability to produce as much testosterone dissipates. Mm, okay. So to be able to achieve that, you know, shredded body, bulked up body, for us is going to be a lot harder now because we are on the other side of thirty. Yeah. Now some now imagine somebody. Granted, yeah, he's taken his care of his body his whole life and everything. It's still you know you need that extra 
push to be superhero physique ready. Mm-hmm. So are you saying Henry Cavill could be taking Star Wars? He just wasn't born oh, that way? He's <laughs> juiced to the tits, man. What are you talking about? Of course he is. <laughs> yeah, it sounds... It's Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm still blown away with 8,000 calories. Yeah, that's so a trip. That's... Like, I can't even imagine. And it's it's not like he's eating 8,000 calories and that's like ice cream sandwiches and fucking <laughs> cake and anything. No, it's like lean, healthy foods that your body like your body needs. Right, right. You know? <laughs> so you can imagine if if like for us 8,000 calories is like 5 gallons of ice cream or something for him. <laughs> sounds- 8,000 calories is like four veggie burgers, a bunch of like Healthy salads and greens and a lot of protein and a whole bunch of like healthy shit. You know? Oh right! Oh Jesus! Sounds like yeah, a big. I mean, I'm looking forward for. I'm excited for him to come back as Wolverine. Um, I'm I'm hoping he gets to show off that bot. I guess I don't know. No, oh, yeah, you think he's not? <laughs> right? Yeah, it's in his contract <laughs> at this point. Totally, you know, Wolverine. <laughs> if if Wolverine doesn't have his shirt off in the first 20 minutes, then it's not Wolverine. <laughs> oh, shit. You know what I, I heard recently mm. that kind of like blew my mind is that Hugh Jackman didn't even know that Wolverines were a real animal. Right. I remember seeing that. It's like, hey, you played Wolverine? What the fuck, man? Come on. Well, <laughs> at the, mean, ver- at ex- the very least. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for, uh, for sure. Well, thank you for listening. For more info on the show, check out our link tree. And if you like what you've heard, leave a thumbs up. If you want to help grow the show, please share and subscribe. I've been your host, like always, Joel, company with my good buddy Ernesto. Hey. And this has been Pops Also.